everybody, I'm Maya, I'm Melissa, and I'm Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your, your twilight, twilight phase. Hi friends! What's up with Hello. you? Hi! Welcome! How are you guys doing? Are you I'm doing? good! How are you? I took a nap today and it was <gasps> great. <laughs> nice! I miss naps. I stayed up way too late the other night, and then last night I was like, "I'm gonna make up for it. I'm really tired. I'm gonna go to bed 9:30. 9:30. Of course I didn't do that. I stayed up just as late as the night before. Okay, slightly less, but like also too late. I'm still tired. Why? Uh, sleep in more. I can't. I have a job. Um, and it's the sleepy season in general. Definitely sleepy season. It's sleepy season. Let's all quit our jobs. I mean, that sounds great. Let's I would love to. <laughs> Today, I read a New York Times article about the practicalities of, like, how to quit your job. And I was like, that's way too complicated. What? Who? There's yeah, no, practical- I, I'm not no. doing this. <laughs> I don't need to know practicalities. You just what? tell them. It, Fuck you. What's the, and is, you're out. Does it mean it practicalities? Like, like It was stuff like how much money you need if you don't have a job lined up. How to switch health insurances how which things you can borrow against and which you like boring horrible stuff (laughs) like that that's like the reality of quitting your job and you know what the reality of quitting your job is any of that happiness that's the reality also the how much money thing you need is like made up and fake Because as the pandemic taught us, everyone who had, you know, like a benchmark number in their head, like three months worth of expenses as a safety net or six months or a year worth of expenses as a safety net or whatever, a lot of people lost their jobs and like literally could not get jobs again and ran through all their savings. And they did exactly what they were told to do. They built up the six months of expenses. Oh, so it's like, maybe look, it was slightly less horrible for them if uh, they hadn't done it. Okay, but... Oh, um, I mean, yeah, in the meantime, <laughs> definitely. But it's just like, you know, we're told this is what you need to do and then you'll be safe. And the reality... Have, just, we talked no about knows. how money is fake on this podcast. I don't know. Probably. It's not real. You know what? I, I, I mean, it's as real... all just realize that. It's as real as anything else that we collectively agree is real. Which is it's, none. It's Which not real. And so you should give yours <laughs> to me. So that you are not burdened with fakeness. Genius, Maya. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Listeners, you can give me your money by visiting our Patreon. <laughs> uh, we have some really good listener letters. Ooh. I am excited for them. Um, first up. Amazing subject line from our pal Sabine. Hey Siri, is wine bad for my vampire fetus? Is wine bad for my vampire fetus? Sabine wrote in about how it would have been like a just like a more interesting angle if Stephanie in the scene where Bella is like trying to have sex with Edward had to work through some of the the like trauma of her sexual assault from Jacob Ooh. like she wants to do the thing with Edward but like now she's had this experience oh. and her time with Edward is like totally divorced from right. the assault right. that she received from I and, like, equal parts don't want Bella to be traumatized but also that's very interesting yeah yeah I felt the same real. way like I don't I don't want Bella to have to go through that, but it did feel like a realistic thought. Yeah, right. Um, Also, she was like, if, if Bella had gotten pregnant the night of the proposal, then, like, maybe we could have scratched the whole imprinting on refreshment fiasco if the infamous (laughs) vampire semen had gotten to a different egg. Um, I love how creative people are with giving Renezme different names. I've never heard refreshment before. <laughs> I like refreshment. Amazing. And just like, wow, yeah. Like, story-wise, I mean, it probably would have just been like, right. yep, still that egg. Stephanie just... would have made it happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> but like, 
Wow. Okay, and now, back to an email from our good pal CJ. CJ has written in, as requested, with more Pokemon talk. So I want to play the game again with Melissa, but first I want to read CJ's email. Subject line, Edward is a keystone species in the meadow. Human sperm is apparently not a good fertilizer, but also not really harmful either, so I'm not sure what effect vampire sperm would have on a plant. But we do know that Edward likes spending time in the meadow by himself even before he met Bella and the place is teeming with life. And at least in the movie version of New Moon, when Edward has been gone for a while, the place is pretty uh, withered. So make of that what oh, you will. Um, gee. I hate, I hate. Wow. Let's stop thinking. I don't want to think about it anymore. I really thought about it the perfect amount. It's hilarious. OMG. Okay. Melissa, the first team is Carlisle. Would you like to guess oh, a God, Pokemon I'm not, that you I'm think not ready. Um, Carlisle. Carlisle's not... These are going to be harder. I know. That's going to be harder. He's not like... I don't know. I would guess like Dragonite. I would guess like... Oh, Entei. I would guess Entei. I guess... Really any legendary Pokemon for sure. You know, he's got that daddy thing. Well, let me read these and you can tell me if any of these are legendaries. I don't think that they are. Um, Sawsbuck? Togekiss? Audino? Allo Momola, Lampent, and Carbink. Oh, okay, yeah, those are good picks. Damn, I didn't get any of those. Sorry. Um, I think the first time around, I gave you, like, very small hints by giving the vibe of the Pokemon, oh, okay, so okay, I'll, okay, I'll do okay, that okay. for as No, she did a, you did a lot of them cold. Um... For Esme's listeners, a lot of these are, like, like Pokemon. Yeah, with just, like, good (laughs) vibes, like, rounded edges. Chansey's the very first one. (laughs) Yes! You still got it. I would have guessed Togekiss for Esme also, but that was for Carlisle. They Um. are Chansey, Female Indeedy, Meganium, which is like one that's like kind of like a dinosaur with a big flower at the base of its neck, which is like <laughs> yeah. so Esme for yeah. some so reason. Esme, yes. Uh Delcaddy Bibberell, which Delcaddy's a good one. I think this whole bottom row is fantastic and Swoobat. Swoobat. <laughs> right, we also need the the Pokémon who are like cute but useless. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Esme. <laughs> okay, next up is Rosalie. For Rosalie, CJ sent a separate email later that was like, wait, 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 I've improved it. Um, <laughs> Rosalie, who's the sexy bunny Pokemon? Um, Lopunny? Yeah! <laughs> That's also sexy the bunny. very first one. <laughs> All of these ones are like elegant are sexy. lady Pokemon. Yeah. Sexy Pokemon. <laughs> Rosalia. Yamisk, Frostlass, Lunala, and Nidoqueen. Yeah! Ooh, I love Nidoqueen. Holler. They're so good. Okay. We have two more. Emmett and Jasper. First up, Emmett. They all look like they could kick your ass. Machoke. Machoke? Yeah. Of course, yeah. That was my bad. My bad. The evolved version of Machop. Um, also, Ursaring, which looks like a beefed-up bear, which is hilarious yes! because Emmett it was, was killed almost by killed a by a bear. Yeah. Uh, Incineroar, Passimian, Buzzwall, and really Nidoking. Nidoking and Nidoqueen, that's so good. I know, uh, I know. CJ's a fucking I really want to give him Snorlax, too. I could see that from not like a... This is my battle pick, right, but, but from like, like my life. This like is who I, I hang out life. with. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Jasper. Mm, oh, he's got all the creepy guys. I'm sure. Is there like some like Alakazam shit? Some uh... no Alakazam, but that's a good guess. Thank you, thank you. In that vibe, Hypno. Hypno. Another psychic Pokemon. Another creepy psychic Pokemon. Um, also, Gallade, Luxray, Indeedee, 
Mytina and Basharp. Oh, holler. Yeah, CJ, these are all great. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, good job doing the thing. Some, You're really you. good. Some throwback nostalgia content for you there. Melissa. That's yeah. what I'm good at. Yeah, you are. Um, and now you know what else you're good at doing the recap uh, 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 i am good at doing recaps oh, you. thank you olivia <laughs> appreciate that you oh, said that shit. like you were so mad <laughs> <laughs> i am pissed about this compliment <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay fam uh chapter 21 trails I um, really like that chapter name. Do you? Trails? Yeah, I trails. It was pretty like, I mean, I was like, yeah, there are literally trails. They were on a trail. I find it very <laughs> evocative. Like, it. I'm transported trails? to the forest. Yeah. I don't think I'm with you there. <laughs> trails. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I immediately I think of like hiking on a trail. Oh, well, then there you go. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Uh, so, in this chapter, uh, we wake up, Bella's all like, oh my god, I can't believe I agreed to get married. Um, this is literally <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, I can't believe I'm gonna have to get married to have sex. Um, <laughs> and essentially, they're like, okay, now it's game day, we gotta go do our plan, which is, you know, walk Bella up into the woods and like leave a fake trail for for these vampires and but before that happens Alice gets all pouty and like and we're like why is Alice in a bad mood and it's because she's seen a future in which Bella gets married and doesn't invite anyone including her um and she like goes class a manipulation (laughs) on Bella's ass (laughs) And essentially guilts her into agreeing to plan a a whole big wedding, which, like, honestly, was Bella was real dumb to get all roped up into that, like, girlfriend. Yeah, did not have to happen. Did not have to happen. Um, But anyway, so Edward and Bella go up into the mountain. Bella leaves her smelly trail everywhere she can, pulls hair out of her head, uh, gets... A bloody hand and starts rubbing her blood on everything and we find out that apparently edward is zero affected by her blood anymore yeah. which is fascinating yeah. um that's magic um and then we meet up with jacob who is a disgusting and terrible person who i hate with every fiber of my being for continuing to be the dumbest dummy dumb dumb to ever exist and trying to get Bella to admit that that he's a better kisser than Edward, that he that she has physical feelings for him, that she loves him, and just is the dumbest dummy ever. And I'm so mad at him. Anyway, uh, they make it to camp where Edward has set up a tent, and it is apparently very, very unseasonably cold for June. I have no idea where they are. Um, I guess on, on top, top of the mountain. mountain, on top yeah. of the mountain, because it's like it's it's about it's gonna there. it's gonna snow or some shit. I don't know, and that's it. That's great work. Yeah, I'm gonna give that like a nine. Wow, thank you. I don't think you forgot anything. I'm gonna go eight and a half. Eight and a half. Um, okay, okay, okay. The only okay, okay. things that I could think of that you skipped were just details, so that's fine. We learned that the little charm that we discussed last week. Is Not knowing what it was, diamond is True. a giant diamond. So past episode, Maya was correct. <laughs> yep. We just couldn't remember why. Yep. And uh, we also find out that Jacob could or should be in charge of right. the pack and deferred it yeah, because for... he didn't want it. <laughs> like whatever, Jacob. Please. Um, does why does no one stop to think should Jacob be alpha of the pack? Well, no. I mean, Jacob stopped to think about that, and he made the <laughs> correct choice. One redeeming quality. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So, I mean, as Melissa said... Portrayed, yeah, she yeah. is. She genuinely she's just, she's does think, like, oh my god, I can't believe how horribly awry my plan went yesterday. 
that is quoted this is not a quote i didn't get to have sex and i got engaged by accident <laughs> yeah yeah bella is really is like this is the worst face. thing to ever happen to <laughs> me this happened including the vampire army that has been raised and against me she tries to be like she's like this shouldn't bother me i reasoned it was no big thing a road trip to vegas i would go one better than old jeans i would wear old sweats the ceremony certainly couldn't take very long no more than 15 minutes at the most right i could handle that like and then when it was over he'd have to fulfill his side of the bargain (laughs) i would concentrate on that and forget the rest i'd concentrate on edward finally railing me not once has she addressed if she wants to like be married right never mostly she's thinking about like well the wedding is gonna be so short that i can pretend that it didn't happen like the point of a wedding is the being married being married (laughs) she doesn't like if you asked her do you want to be married to edward hypothetically in the future i think she would definitely say yes (laughs) yeah oh yeah like she she committed in the future she'd be like well yeah literal for ever she's just like created this idea of marriage in her head right. that is the... and of the wedding and then right. her parents are gonna be like right judgmental about it like all right who gives a fuck <laughs> i love the idea of them doing this in vegas like elvis yeah, marries them <laughs> then they like go back to their hotel which is like one of the vegas resorts with like you know like a, a tiger show going on in it. <laughs> Lit up palm trees. Yeah. I think yeah. they'd have a great time. I, well, I agree with that. you know, so Bella, I mean, Alice comes home and she's all pissy because she knows about this Vegas plan that they have made. And I was really like, what? Like, they can get married so many times. It's true. Yeah. Do like, both. Like, why not get just do it. this way this time and in like, I don't know, 20 years, maybe, Bella will right. be like, well, Lana, whole fuck it, I We're don't like care. Four. We can have a party. We're bored. Right. Like, in yeah, four years, Bella will be like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, ready to be married. I know that we're married, but, like, I'm, like, ready to have a wedding. wedding. Let's do this thing. Ready right. to have a wedding. And, yeah. like, I think if her human people were out of the equation, I don't know that she would feel quite this way. Because she's mostly worried about, like, what she's the humans about... in right. her life will think about this. Yeah, yeah. Because all the rest of the Collins already understand that she has committed to literal forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, I, Alice I, is I like really mean about it. Yeah, At one point, so Bella's like, ew, snow? Like it's going to be that cold up there? And Alice is like, wear a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I get it a little bit. You know, like my best friend Olivia has made allusions to getting married. Um, without me there and i got fucking pissed um and i'm trying to see her side of it (laughs) as i am seeing bella's side of it here um so i do empathize a little bit with alice i do i I think my lack of empathy for alice is largely based on the fact that they're gonna hang out literally forever she can plan 10 weddings for this girl that's fair in the future she just doesn't want to do it right now like literally she couldn't plan so many weddings plan another wedding for yourself alice like nothing means anything why doesn't alice just start a party planning business (laughs) like she just loves party planning because the reason my empathy doesn't extend to alice for this is that i don't believe that alice's problem is actually that she's hurt about not being invited she says that to like open the door mm-hmm. and then as soon as bella is like okay i mean okay we'll talk through it so alice is like i don't care whose idea this was like how could you do this to me i expect that kind of thing from edward but not from you i love you like you were my own sister bella's like to me alice you are my sister words she growled <laughs> fine you can come there won't be much to see she was still grimacing. What? I demanded. How much do you love me, Bella? Like, I don't believe that her issue right. is that she's right. not invited. Her she issue is that she just wants to plan the party. Yeah, right. She, she would have given up there. Because she she said, fine, you can come. Yeah. And she is okay, unsatisfied. Yeah. Okay, my empathy ends there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what you mean, Melissa. Like, it's a 
it is a big like she's trying to convince herself it's not a big deal and i'm like okay well actually getting married is yeah. a big yeah. deal like it you're being be weird deal. about it for sure right <laughs> and so like she's trying to like minimize it right and like yeah it makes sense that like if you want to get married you would maybe want people who are important to you there that's what I said. But say. Alice is, like, really... I mean, this is a classic move. Whenever I the know, conversation starts, don't you love me? Yeah. Nothing good like, oh, comes God. after that. <laughs> Nothing good. Alice is very divorced from reality here. <laughs> Edward is trying to stop her from having this conversation, and she says, this isn't about you, Edward. And it's, it like... It literally is. It's about literally him. about his wedding. It's literally about, about him. And, and he's the only one who wants to get married. Yeah. yeah. It's it's about him more than anyone else. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not that cool of her. Yeah. But Bella, of course, caves so that I mean, we can yeah, have we... A, a dramatic wedding scene in the next right. book. Right. The whole point, really, is that we need to have a wedding in the book. And in order for there to be a wedding, someone has to convince Bella Here's the thing. to have a wedding. Bella, as a character, could grow and evolve. She could. she could like convince herself real, right like is it realistic that she starts out like i don't know my parents like i'm not really into the whole marriage thing i feel right. really weird about this sure it makes sense to me that she would start there but like if edward talked to her about like how hey you know how you like already committed to forever and like becoming a bloodthirsty monster and like maybe losing your soul for me like what's different for you about getting <laughs> married like right we right we did talk about how in the last chapter we just really wanted her to be way more excited at any point yeah she could have like it i think i i can envision a realistic arc where she becomes excited about it and she's yeah. there you know there's like a scene with renee where she's like mom this is really weird and i'm like almost sort of embarrassed to tell you that i'm engaged because i know how you feel about it and right. renee could be like i just want you to be happy like right. you're you're so different yeah. from me we're very different people and we both know that so like this yeah. could be amazing for you i i definitely see this as stephanie being like i don't know how to reconcile the bella that i've written who mm-hmm. hates attention to get to a point like the that wedding she wants that to have a wedding which is also interesting because Bella does hate attention, but she's also, like, very selfless. That breaks down with the whole Edward fighting in the, right. in the fight thing. But she's, like, a very selfless character. And if Edward presented it to her, like, look, your wedding is the one time in your life that everybody gathers to be with you. Like, you're about to become an immortal being, and you're saying goodbye to, to your human life. This is really your last shot to have everybody you love in one room. Like, not everybody is going to show up for your graduation, obviously. Not everybody is going to show up for your birthday. But everyone, even if they have to fly, is going to show up for your wedding. That's true. And this is the only marriage they can have where her parents will be there. They can get married as many times as they want later. But her parents won't be there. So there are many compelling things that, like, could convince... Bella right. to be happy about this. We don't get to and explore she's just those on the stubborn page, but <laughs> old Bella who does not change her mind. Right. I think that in the lead up to breaking in like the beginning of breaking dawn, her take has evolved some, if I remember correctly. She's like resigned herself to it and because she's resigned herself right. to it, there are like aspects that she can to, enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what okay, I then love. Then she finds out that Edward has secretly given her a diamond. Yeah, right, because Alice is like, let yet. me see the yeah. ring. Oh, oh, well, he already, like, had one diamond on you. I, like, don't know why you wouldn't wear another. And it takes Bella it a while. Takes her, yeah, several pages. Wh- several pages. Be like, oh, that means that this is a diamond. <laughs> Edward is like, Alice, <laughs> cut it out. Don't say anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then they're walking through the woods. Yeah, they're they having out. conversations. Edward is trying to be nice about it. He's like, we can do our plan. Like, you don't need to let Alice talk you into this thing that you don't want to do. And she says, it didn't really matter because it was all just varying degrees of awful anyway. Like, oh, man. Oh. (laughs) Um, Edward is like, even if we do do it her way, like, what if it's just family? Like, Emmett can get a clerical license off the internet. And she is excited about that idea. You're right. (laughs) 
she's like, well, that's not really like a wedding. That's like a party. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a fun time. And I'm like, oh, look at Edward knowing knowing his girl so well. (laughs) Um, I don't really understand what their plan here is. I know in the most basic form, Bella is walking up the mountain and leaving a trail so that when the vampire army comes in, they will cross her trail. But Edward is walking with her, like, 20 yards, I think they say, away. And, like, if you're a vampire and you have special vampire smelling, I feel like you're going to smell Edward's trail right there, That's why I was like, does it matter? Okay, devil's advocate. I'm going to try to see if I can make this make sense. They know which way the vampires are coming. Mm-hmm. and they're trying to get them to the clearing. So if Bella walks away, like she's walking, and Edward can be on the far side of her trail, and also maybe it smells like vampires kind of all over? I okay. Guess, and they're, like, they're new. If it already smells. smells like vampires. And they're newborns, so like presumably they'll be like dumb and distracted by a human smell. <laughs> so dumb. I just... I just got the impression that they were, that Edward was 20 yards away so that they wouldn't be able to smell him. Yes. But I just just don't buy. Yeah. So she's just luring them into the place where they want to fight. Yes. Yeah. And then that's when Jacob picks her up to, you know, get her to safety. But like, also, wouldn't they still be able to smell her or are they hoping no that the, the because wolfie, it's masked by the wolf the smell, smell that's so disgusting got it so, so bella's like trail a... leads them to the clearing right mm-hmm. and then she's and not then there. they're in a fight so even if they did smell right. bella's trail they're like already in a fight right but right, they right, shouldn't right. be able to smell it because jacob is because now jacob carrying her himself. up the mountain to the safe place that they have right. identified right Okay, 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 yeah, that makes sense to me now. <laughs> oh, yeah, so she um, she scrapes her hand and, like, smudges blood all over the place. And Edward, she's, like, trying to keep it away from Edward. She's like, don't worry, I can, like, I can do the Band-Aid, whatever. And he was like, I got over it. <laughs> oh. She's like, you okay. got, got over, over it? <laughs> when? How? Okay, he says... I lived through an entire 24 hours thinking that you were dead, Bella. That changed the way I look at a lot of things. Did it change the way I smell to you? Not at all. But having experienced the way it feels to think I've lost you, my reactions have changed. My entire being shies away from any course that could inspire that kind of pain again. Then you should be able to have sex with her! Exactly! (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. I was like, you're proving the exact point that she made to you last night. Literally! Ed, you are physically incapable of murdering me. And today, you're like, well, you know I'm physically incapable of murdering you now. <laughs> Go. I agree oh. with you guys and also had that reaction, but I will play a small amount of devil's advocate, even though the devil does not need an advocate, and say that maybe Edward is like, yeah. I'm, that's why I won't have sex with you, because every part of my being shies away from anything that could kill you. And Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, that's a good point. That's a good that's point. That's why I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I wanted Bella to be like, okay, well, okay, guess what? So I wanted Bella to lie down on the ground and be like, well, this is happening right Let's here. leave a fucking trail for them. <laughs> They'll smell it. <laughs> <laughs> so much. She doesn't react. She, I didn't know what to say to that. She's got nothing. Nothing. What happened to our clever little Bella who puts two and two together before any of the vampires around her? Oh, she's gone forever. Okay, she's just so upset she's about changed. being engaged. <laughs> <laughs> then Jake um, shows up. Yeah, Jake shows up. As Melissa said, he's a big dum-dum. He's, he's a big dum-dum. dum-dum. First, I want to talk a little about the, like, Jacob-Edward relationship, because we're going to get into it so much more next chapter that I think we should lay the foundation here. Edward is trying really hard to be a good dude. He really is. He's, like, showing Jacob the map, and Jacob, like, recoils from, like, 
Edward's hand reaching yeah. past him, and Edward, like, good-naturedly, pretends you know, pretends that <laughs> he didn't. Um, and Jacob is, like, so rude consistently. He is. Yeah. And the um, moment Edward the leaves, moment Jacob's Edward leaves. in a great mood. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Like, so can you annoying. try to... to it's also be okay unnecessary. Okay, he has to pick Bella up. She knows this. He knows this. He bent down and swept his arm behind my knees, knocking them out from under me. His other arm caught me before my head hit the ground. Like, what Ow. the fuck? What? <laughs> Just pick her up like a normal person. You could be gentle about it. No, he's not going to be gentle during this whole entire interaction. This whole time, he's really acting like he's got something to prove. He's, like, jogging up the mountain carrying her. And she's like, you don't have to run. Like, you'll get tired. And he's like, running doesn't make me tired. tired. And, like, his breathing's, like, really even, like, the fixed tempo of a marathoner. And I just, like, got the vibe that Jacob was trying to be like, look at, like, how cool and masculine and sporty I am. Aren't you into this? And it's like... I'm judging and you. this is and this is when he's like, "Oh, are you still mad at me for uh, that conversation that we had?" Bella is very straightforward with him, as always. Proud. As always, Jacob says, "So it's been a while since you came down to La Push." Bella says, "I've been busy, and I probably wouldn't have visited anyway." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Jacob, he, asshole. <gasps> Asshole. He says, been thinking about that last time a lot, have you? <sighs> Excuse you? Fuck you? Like, are you not? She's really mad at you. Like, if she is thinking about Her it. hand it's she's is mad still, about it. still in a brace. brace. Yeah. From punching you. And, like, I this question barely even makes sense. Because it's like, it should mean... Are you still mad at me? But instead, he's, like, implying that she's thinking about kissing him. Yeah, like, it was so good that it's still in your head. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking mad. And she's so uncomfortable because he's holding her because he has to carry her. And so she is unable to escape this conversation. Like, she doesn't want to be having it. She doesn't want to be having it one foot away from his face. And she can't do anything about it. And it's like he does, he literally needs to hold her close because the idea is that his smell will mask her smell. Her smell. If he's like holding her way above his head <laughs> up in the air, like, like their smells are going to be more distinct. So it's just like such a painful, awkward situation. Right. And, and Jake is going on about how she's like deluding herself oh, by saying so that she's not into him. That, and just that she's not that thinking she's stupid. about the conversation. Yeah, I like... She says, a smart person looks at all sides of a decision. Meaning, Fuck like, you. who you should pick to be in love with. It's like, she is smart. She doesn't pick you. She's You're telling you over and over again. She's over very and clear. Over. He says, some people will go to any lengths to delude themselves. And she says, I've noticed that werewolves in particular are prone to that mistake. Do you think it's a genetic thing? Ouch. Great line. Great line. Ugh. Does that mean that like, he's a better kisser than I am? Jacob asks, suddenly glum. What the fuck is wrong with you? This just shows that his apology before was totally insincere. Yeah, he doesn't understand any of it. This whole thing. Okay, we gotta keep reading. We gotta keep reading. I really couldn't say, Jake. Edward is the only person I've ever kissed. Besides me. (laughs) I don't count that as a kiss, Jacob. I think of it more as an assault. Ouch. That's cold. Oh my god. (laughs) Like, she's named this. Back to, like, you know, during the chapter that it happened, we kind of talked about, like, okay, this really reads as assault. And yep. she doesn't call it that right now, but here she has yeah, made she calls it, it that. Yeah. She says that wasn't a kiss. It was assault because I didn't want it to happen and I didn't kiss you back. And, and like, his whole harping on, like, whether she enjoyed it and, like, whether he's a good kisser. Like, she is very clearly marking this as, like, that's not what even happened. I didn't kiss you. 
and I didn't right. want it to be happening, and it doesn't count. Like, you're, he refuses to, like, acknowledge her perception. She even says, it doesn't change the way I remember it. He says, I did apologize about that, which means that in his mind, he's like, yeah, I apologized for, I guess, now kissing I you to do it again without asking first, as opposed to my apology encompassed not only the kiss, but my behavior around making romantic or sexual gestures towards you at all. And the fact that I keep doing it, even when you've shown, you don't want me to. And it's like, you, you really, you're really telling Bella right now that your apology was just for forcibly kissing her and not for any of the other things she told you that she had a problem with. Nope. Mm. No. And then he has the goddamn audacity to be like, well, if you didn't kiss me, maybe you should. Because you've only kissed one person who isn't even a person. I was like, yeah, that will really make her like you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Saying that her boyfriend is not a person. Yeah. Fuck you, you motherfucker. Bella keeps it very cool. I know exactly what I want, she says. And then Jacob goes on and is like, no, really. Like, you should double check. Like, try kissing someone else just for comparison's sake. You could kiss me. And it's like, Jacob, that's called cheating actually like she's actively in a relationship i know you don't care about this but bella would care even if bella did want to kiss you about her feelings whatsoever which is just the main indicator even though he he sucks that's all he's talking about but he doesn't like all he talks about is her feelings for him and then he doesn't listen to anyone and then just listens to literally nothing she says all of his like reading of her is like completely invented because he's like yeah. that kiss was so amazing it's like if i kiss somebody and they just like stood stock still with their hands just like down by their sides and they didn't move a muscle she there's no world even. and then she, where i would think that's a good you? kiss <laughs> right like what like, the fuck <laughs> jacob maybe you should kiss somebody else Okay. <laughs> then he says, sometimes I think you like me better as a wolf. Palace yeah, asks, no shit. Who no wouldn't? Sometimes I shit. do. It probably has something to do with the way you can't talk. Which is exactly what Which we is said. literally what we said. <laughs> and just like giant magical wolf versus some dude. Anyone would prefer the wolf. <laughs> yeah. Anyone. The giant magical wolf, a thousand percent. Yeah, he duh. continues to claim that it's because she's so attracted to him as a human that it's easier for her if he's just a wolf. Just like truly fuck you. Just fuck you. She says, "No, I'm pretty sure it's because you can't talk." <laughs> this is a hilarious reading to me because in two chapters we are going to find out that deep down Bella is Jacob and like all these things but like we'll never forgive Stephanie Meyer for that I know I'm so mad but like if you if you read the books and pay attention to what Bella's thinking when she looks at Jacob it's like yeah she's like really muscly and big but there's like no desire there literally like the love that she has for Jacob is very much like the good Jacob from the beginning of New Moon, who I had so much fun with and who made me laugh. Like, yeah. none of it is, right. like, a physical desire yeah. for him. And he's like, no, that that's what it is. I'm so beautiful and yeah. strong and hot, and you're so into it. And it's like, she's yeah. not at He literally all. says, you have to know how aware you are of me. <laughs> physically, I mean. How could anyone not be aware of you physically, Jacob? You're an enormous monster who refuses to respect anyone else's personal space. Like, yeah, when you were kissing me against my wall, yes, I was aware. Right. (laughs) God. Somebody take up at I make you nervous. I make you nervous, but only when I'm human. When I'm a wolf... You're more comfortable around me. I love your Jacob voice. Nervousness and irritation are not the same thing. He stared at me for a minute, slowing to a walk, the amusement draining from his face. His eyes narrowed, turned black in the shadow of his brows. His breathing, so regular as he ran, started to accelerate. Slowly, he leaned his face closer to mine. 
I stared him down, knowing exactly what he was trying to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> did he just listen to the same conversation that I listened to? Yep. And yeah, then he did. No, he did not listen. Tried to kiss her because he doesn't care. Like when her oh. mouth is moving, his brain is just making up random words. <laughs> 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 what and then bella's like whatever fine like <laughs> edward will fucking kill you <laughs> yeah um and jacob's like the reason i'm not kissing you right now is because your vampire and i have like an engagement for tomorrow yeah. um but if we weren't okay. busy fighting these other vampires like i would do I what would i want with him. you um which is pretty fucked <laughs> Fucked. It's pretty fucked. I pretty would say. fucked. And then Bella's like, "Oh well, you don't both have plans tomorrow, actually, because Edward is staying with me, and I feel really guilty about it. But I, I, I can't live through the fight not knowing if he's going to come back or not." And Jacob goes on a real emotional journey here. Mm-hmm. First, he's like, "I can't believe like how weak he is that." you managed to talk him out of going like i wouldn't miss it for anything and then he's like but that doesn't mean that he loves you more than me um it's just that i know that even if i said no you wouldn't be mad at me afterwards so your feelings don't matter because i can do whatever i want right and you will always forgive me right it was, which yeah. the text has shown us is the it's truth. true That's- right and this is this is the part the part where he says um that doesn't mean that he loves you more than i do it's like where you're like okay this is literally has nothing to do with bella at this point and everything to do with whether or not he is more desirable than edward cullen right you know his enemy and whether or not he's a better kisser than him and whether or not that he loves bella more than him etc it has literally nothing to do with bella anymore like nothing yeah no it's just like I'm better than him. Yeah. Anything he can do, I can do better. Yeah. I think one of the most manipulative parts of this is early on, she kind of brings up this topic and she gets really emotional. And he goes, what's the matter with you, Bella? The joking bravado vanished from his face, revealing my Jacob underneath, like pulling a mask away. If something I said upset you, you know I was only kidding. I didn't mean anything. Hey, are you okay? Don't cry, Bella, he pled. You meant everything you said you upset you've been upsetting her for the last 10 minutes and you haven't stopped speaking every single time that it upset her every single time so he does this thing and he's done this in many other scenes where he like pokes and pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes and when she becomes finally like upset or teary he about faces and he's like no don't cry i didn't mean any of it like you're the most important thing in my whole world like i would do anything for you i would never hurt you i would never upset you even though 30 seconds earlier it's all exactly what he was doing it's so manipulative yeah like you guys literally don't have fun together anymore no like your relationship is miserable unless he's a wolf and he can't talk yep i was thinking there's a part where Bella and Edward first meet up with Jacob in this chapter, and Edward's like, ooh, I wish there was another way to do this plan. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, well, this was the best way we could come up with too late now. I know why they chose this for plot reasons, but, like, there are a lot of werewolves. There are a lot of werewolves. Like, somebody else could have carried Bella up the... You will carry Madame (laughs) Zeroni up the mountain! Somebody else... Could have carried Belle up the mountain. It's all, totally. it's very contrived and plotty. Like, yeah. she is, I don't know, she's simultaneous, she's also done this, this whole book, is that Bella is very straightforward and says what she means, and yet with her actions, she many times ends up forgiving Jacob. Like, she does spend some of this book avoiding him or, like, not calling him back, but, like, again and again. Right. She just ends up right, and in a chapter or whatever, we find out she actually does have romantic feelings for him. Yeah, and it's like I don't want to victim blame or imply that anything that happens to her is Bella's fault, but right. she does really 
Jacob shows over and over again that he's not willing to change his behavior and that his pattern is consistent and she does continue right. to Stephanie forgive. Meyer is right. is really upholding right. the whole victim blaming myth by having a character who does not want anything to do romantically with Jacob and then you know after he bothers her so many times does end up having feelings for him and like that is that's totally on stephanie meyer like girlfriend you could have written this so many different ways so many different ways i think it really comes down to the fact that jacob is redeemed without earning it Mm. yeah yeah like it would be one thing if he took accountability for his actions right and was like I recognize the harm that I did to you, the literal violence that I did to you, and I'm not going to do it again, and I'm going to try to repair my harm through, like, these sets of actions. Like, that's how I'm going to take accountability for what I've done. But instead, it's just like, the past is in my past. (laughs) Let it go. Like... (laughs) How much more fun would this be if it was like a real love triangle and Jacob was like also great and sexy and fun? Oh my god, it's more fun to read. If she was like, I'm not physically into you at all, and he's like, Oh, really? And she's like, I couldn't stop blushing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, Jacob does have his, like, he used to have his charms. Like, if he hadn't been written so shitty. Like, right. there's absolute terms to him. Who's Why they... people, like, the fandom insists on, like, still being in love with him, even though on the page he's so awful. Right. Because, like, right. his whole vibe and aesthetic and, like, the hominess and the coziness. And right. She the did such a good job wolves, on like... his foundation. Right. And she purposefully ruined it so that the only actual choice is Edward. Right. Instead of, like, letting Bella have, like, too fun and confusing interesting options and then making a choice her choice is only valid if there's only one actual option if there's two options Mm -hmm. her choice is then it's not not real love then it's not romantic enough yeah i think that goes back to the whole like stephanie being like i can't tell my characters what to do like i just have to do whatever they say thing tied with her low-key being in love with edward right because it's and like, like there's nobody be else racism thrown in there like oh yeah. for sure like totally. why else would jacob be the particular mix of things that he is you know you know what and so You're actually correct. all my beef with jacob is with stephanie meyer it's true <laughs> i really like i don't want jacob to be responsible for any of these horrible things that he's doing because it's too painful really so it sure is uh, so they're getting close to where they're supposed to, to you know, be. And the storm is rolling in. It's, like, about to start to snow. Um, and Jacob's like, yeah, I'm, like, spending the night tonight, like, not in your tent, but just around so that Edward can communicate with the pack. She's like, I thought that was Seth's job. He'll take over tomorrow during the fight. Okay, so Seth literally could have just carried her yeah, up the mountain right now. instead of running up later. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. No. But anyway. Um, and then Bella's like, well, I do care about you and you're already going to be here. So, like, what if I did beg? Like, would you stay? Would you sit out of the fight? And he's like, ha, 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 fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Then they get into the whole, like, lineage thing and how he should have been the alpha because his grandfather was like the last alpha but he didn't want to do it so it went to sam mm-hmm. um and it's like not that interesting no to me. it's really not i mean it is like at least some like real emotion from jacob i guess right where, like you know it was his choice and he talks a little bit about how it was hard for him to be forced into this whole big thing of being in the pack and that like sometimes it's sort of fun but it's he says it's sort of it sort of felt like being drafted into a war you didn't know existed that's a really good sense that's a good line that's a good line. maybe i should have saved it for my best (laughs) sentence um but you know there's like some ironically humanizing um, (laughs) parts about him being a werewolf and how he feels about it 
Imagine that. So, like, that's fine. And then, you know, they show up. Edward has set up the tent. They do more of their thing that's really boring. And <laughs> Yeah, Edward is really polite. He's like, thank you, Jacob. You got here faster than I expected. I really appreciate it. You know, I was worried with the storm coming in. And Jacob's like, get her inside. It's, <laughs> it's, this storm looks bad. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. No problem, dude. I want the best for her, too. Whatever. What a dick. It's almost time for the tent. The tent! the only part I remember. Same. I remember it being, like, amazing and, like, so dramatic. Here's what I remember. I hope it is. Remember... Um, Jacob has to hold her because he's the warm one. Right. And I remember that Bella pretends to be asleep and Edward and Jacob say, like, real sentences to each other. Can't wait. Yes. Real and sentences. It's like, if I remember correctly, the way it's written, even though Edward can read Jacob's mind, he they still, like, repeats still... everything right. that Jacob has thought. Or, like, gives you enough context clues yeah. that it's almost like like the narration is from an omniscient narrator because you're literally, they're both being so honest with each other that it's like you're literally reading both characters' thoughts. And it's fascinating because that's okay, not how that's the rest next, of the book that's is. That's next week. That's next week. It's next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs> wow. Best sentence. Worst sentence. I have my worst sentence um, queued up. This is something, since we didn't talk about it, I'll read this part. Jacob says, I'm not saying you don't love him. I'm not stupid, but it's possible to love more than one person at a time, Bella. I've seen it in action. She responds, I'm not some freaky werewolf, Jacob. And I just have to say that you don't have to be a freaky werewolf to be in love with two people at once. <laughs> to love Both, more than one Here's person. the thing, like, A, polyamory exists, and B, even if you're, if you don't choose to be with both people at the same time plenty of monogamous people also love two people at the same time and then they choose like that happens to people all yeah. the time haven't you all ever heard time. of a love triangle like it's a whole thing it's a whole or thing like an affair or like <laughs> affairs yep <laughs> cheating happens sometimes you're in love with both of them at the same time i also felt oh, like Bella, expand your mind i also felt like that dig did have a racial element because mm. The reason mm. that Jacob is a werewolf mm. is because of, like, his ancestral mm. lineage as an indigenous person as part of this particular tribe. So to be like, I'm not a freaky werewolf. I don't have, like, the bad morals that right, you yeah. guys have to yeah, be I'm in a, love with multiple I'm people. I'm a good, pure, monogamous person. Yeah. Like, I'm white. <laughs> and a good person. I wouldn't do that. That's just like the energy I was getting. I also have my worst sentence queued up. This is when Alice is trying to convince Bella to have a big wedding. She stared at me with pleading eyes, her long black eyebrows slanting up in the middle and pulling together, her lips trembling at the corners. I really struggle to, to picture that. <laughs> Long black eyebrows, okay, so they're, like, probably, like, you know, skinny 2006 eyebrows. Right. Slanting up in the middle, so I assume that means, like, an upside down, you know, like, like, do you think it's, like, this or, like, these? Not, like, each eyebrow is slanted in the middle. Like, both eyebrows slant up toward the middle of her face. That is, like. They create one V. That is closer to making sense. <laughs> I was thinking of, like, the pleading emoji, you know, the, like, big eyes. Like, <laughs> like and that is kind of like a curly, curling in the middle, and then, like, loopy. But I was like, two Vs is what I was imagining. And I was like, this is just such, like, a weird image. How'd this get through? <laughs> Even though that's the kind of thing that's so easy to slip through because you're reading oh, yeah. and you just like don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, you just like don't pay attention. Yeah. And then somebody down the line, like a proofreader, is like, oh, what, what does the that fuck mean? is this supposed to mean? Uh, my worst sentence is just fucky fuck Jacob um, being the 
dummy dum dum. Um, the chapter. <laughs> yeah. And it's when he's saying that it's easier for Bella to be around him as a wolf. And he just says, I think it's easier for you to be near me when I'm not human because you don't have to pretend that you're not attracted to me. And I literally almost vomited, so. I hate it. I have to find a best sentence. Yeah, best sentence, God. I've got one. Um, so they've just met up with Jacob, and it says, He had his arms folded across his bare chest, a jacket clutched in one fist. His face was expressionless as he watched us. Here's why this is my best <laughs> sentence. We later find out that the reason Jacob has this jacket is that he was hoping that Bella wouldn't have one, and he'd get to, like, be the hero to save the day and give her a jacket. And I'm really mad at him in this book, and so I really love that, of course, she has a jacket. Like, Like, who fucking cares about her? Yeah, of course. Like, of course she's got her fucking jacket. You don't get to swoop in and save the day by bringing her a jacket. Fuck you. I mean, it does come in handy in the next chapter when she's freezing to death, but still, right, fuck right, you. Right. I'm glad he has this disappointment. <laughs> um, I mean, I really like all of Bella's clapbacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe I will read the one that I read when Jacob <laughs> is talking about what it was like to join the pack, but at first it sort of felt like being drafted into a war you didn't know existed. That's a good writing. Like, I don't yeah. care about Jacob, but it's good writing. It's really good writing. <laughs> um, my sentence is just uh, one that I think I've expressed many times over the course of this podcast. And um, it's when Bella is talking to Billy and Billy is all mad that he can't go fight because he's an old man. And uh, Bella says, the urge mm. to fight must be a defining characteristic of the Y chromosome. They were all the same. And I was like, yeah, all boys are dumb. <laughs> um, I'm torn because I don't like, you know, um, stereotyping mm-hmm. and uh, reducing people to their gender stereotypes. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Go on. I feel you, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, so Billy really just wants to go murder some people. <laughs> They're he, not like, people. Yeah, like, he, his view must genuinely be that they have no humanity left, because this is just like, oh, I'm mad that everyone else gets to oh, go murder, shit. and I don't get to. And, like, yeah, so as Stephanie has written them in this book, every single one of these stupid boys is exactly <laughs> the same, and they're all stupid. So dumb. Um, before we finish, I had another thought about this, like, love triangle, which is that I've been watching a lot of Survivor lately, um, (laughs) and I think that Edward is playing, like, a really smart social game, Mm -hmm. and Jacob is trying to play, like, a physical strength game. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's, like, Bella's the jury. So you gotta think about what the jury is going to want to reward. You have to think about the person you're trying to To empathize with, to woo with. Here's the thing about wooing someone. You (laughs) shouldn't have to pay attention to what they say. (laughs) It's just, like, on the most basic level, Jacob... Who do you think Bella is going to want to pick? The one who, when these two guys are together, acts like a big baby and an asshole? Right. Or the one who can, like, keep it together and, like, be polite? And, he literally doesn't like, know what she wants, what she thinks. No. She doesn't like, know a, a single goddamn thing about her. A fucking course Edward comes off better. He's coming right. off so mature and reasonable. Yeah. And it's like, just by if you pick like a Jacob, he's just yeah. by being a regular person. Like, the bar is low here. He's just, like, <laughs> acting normal. Yeah. And he's coming off so mature and restrained. <laughs> and if you and pick Jacob, it's like, you're going to have to be Jacob's fucking mom. Because he's a big baby. Jacob is also ignoring the social game and overestimating his own physical game. Because he's like, yes. ooh, you're so attracted to me. You want to make out with me? And she's like, I literally don't. I don't. I don't. Literally not <laughs> at all. Kissed me that time and I'm really fucking mad about it. And he's like, you want to kiss me so bad? She's like, I literally don't. So he's like, he's he's playing a game that he's also losing. And in Survivor, they're always like, well, we need the strength for the challenges. If the challenge is a fight between Edward and Jacob, Jacob is 100% sure that he will win. 
that he could take Edward. And it's like, Olivia's so right that he's overestimating his own strength because you don't know that. And... You don't know that you would beat him in a fight. And in this metaphor, Bella loves Edward so much that she's forcing him to sit out the challenge anyway. She's not forcing Jacob to sit out the challenge. <laughs> yeah, she's like, would you? <laughs> would you? I'm not gonna, I'm not, like, oh, I'm not, not going to okay. beg, but, like, if I did, <laughs> would that work? He's like, no. Yeah, no. look, listen, there. He's he's playing it's the wrong game. Yeah. He's playing the wrong game. He's playing that game poorly. He's playing the game that's actually happening poorly. Bella has given Edward the hidden immunity idol. Edward is safe and <laughs> like Jacob like doesn't ago. even know. Yeah. <laughs> He's not being voted out. <laughs> Listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Email yeah. us with questions or comments or further extensions of this Twilight Survivor metaphor to Email us. Email us with that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast and join our patrons. Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Aaron, Laura, Andrea, Leamy, James, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, and Olivia. You can follow us at Twilight underscore Phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please Every don't sue us. single fucking character. Audio editing <laughs> is by <laughs> Melissa Shermer. Cover image is by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mori. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bye. 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 Bye.